I'm about to give you my four-part plan for training yourself to control your emotions and avoid tilt at the tables. It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. So this is going to be a great episode today because tilt is a major contributor to our losses. So many of us remain at the micro stakes or remain in those one-two live games forever because we get angry. We feel, feel entitled to pots. We want to get revenge on our opponents. So all these conflicting emotions, all these negative, angry uh, emotions lead to tilt and lead to us making bad decisions. So my four-part plan I'm going to give you today is going to help you control that anger and reduce your tilt. So you have to go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash tilt control to follow along and read everything. You can take notes directly from that page. You can also see the action steps that I'm about to give you for each part there on that page. And one last thing before we get to the episode, um, I want to give you a quick smart goals update for 2022. So as of this recording right now, 19 days into January, and I've stuck so far with my changed plan of Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, 45 minutes at lunch, playing poker. So by doing that, I've played 1,703 hands, so I'm well on track to hit my goal of 2,000 hands this month, which I'm happy for. Now, I don't want to be results-oriented, but it's a bummer. <laughs> 1,700 hands, I'm actually almost five buy-ins down. Things are just not going my way. I've had a few good sessions, but a lot of bad losing sessions, but it's okay. I'm always trying to be positive. I know I'll win that money back, uh, hopefully in January, but pretty sure by February I can turn things around. Now, that's not a goal to turn things around, but I just know if I keep making good decisions and I keep playing poker, I keep studying, keep looking at my database, reviewing my hands, hand reading, all the kinds of stuff that I teach you to do, I know that the results will eventually turn back around my way. All right, without further ado, let's ado this. Gambate! Woohoo! I'm a college man! I won't need my high school diploma anymore! I am the smart. I am too smart. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. So let me ask you a quick question. What is tilt in your definition? So I define tilt as experiencing negative emotions that remove you from your logic centers, which leads to making suboptimal, unthinking losing plays. And where that definition basically came from was Jared Tendler in his book, um, uh, The Mental Game of Poker, which I highly recommend, especially if you have any mental game, anger, tilt, fear kind of issues, it's going to help you out. So the negative emotions that lead to tilt, they can be brought on by hundreds of things, right? On the felt, maybe you suffer a bad beat. Maybe you face a ton of three bets because you got all those aggressive players on your left. Maybe you miss your draws and you double barrel hoping that draw is going to hit, hoping he folds. He doesn't fold, the draw doesn't hit, and you lost 40 big blinds, right? Or maybe Fishy Frank rivered his gut shot straight against your flopped set and just set you off. Now, off the felt, maybe there are things like relationship problems, lack of sleep, uh, uh, substance abuse, ill health, issues at work, issues with family and friends, whatever. All of those lead to anger and tilt as well. So 
Tilt control, it must be a central aspect of every profitable player's skill set or every player who wants to become profitable. That tilt control needs to be a part of your game. You cannot be profitable if you allow negative emotions to consistently hijack your decision-making process. Tilt control is a really tough skill to develop. And for most people like myself, it's always a work in progress. Truly it is. So here's the thing. You have to train the skill of tilt control just like any other skill, right? You only get better at hand reading by doing hand reading off the felt. You only get better at c-betting by studying c-bet strategies, trying to use them in-game, reviewing those hands afterwards, and just you know gradually working on it to improve your skills. So what I have for you here is a four-part plan to help you develop your skill of tilt control. Now, for each part, I'm going to discuss it, but I'm also going to give you an action step to take related specifically to that part. So, part one of the plan is to recognize what tilts you. You know that G.I. Joe used to say knowing's half the battle, right? So, recognizing what tilts you, that's going to allow you to actually fight it. For myself... Uh, I know that losing a huge pot with pocket aces, that can really set me off, as can making a mistake that allows a weaker player to exploit me, right? Like I'm double barrel bluffing from out of position, flop and turn, and on the river, oh crap, I don't know what to do. He didn't fold before, he's not going to fold now. I check. He could be bluffing half pot, two-thirds pot, three-quarter pot. He could be bluffing one-quarter pot, and I might just end up folding, right? This weaker player, potentially a weaker player, I allowed him to exploit me by doing what I did, right? He took advantage of my show and weakness. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take action with this first part of recognizing what tilts you. Take action and spend some time with your poker journal. Like right now, pause the podcast if you got your journal near you um, and write out all the things that cause you anger and leads to tilt. Part two of the four-part plan is to plan for tilt during your pre-session warm-up. Maybe you wrote down in your poker journal that uh, you know you can tilt when you flop a really strong hand and your opponent sucks out on you. So during your pre-session warm-up, you can focus on this. Tell yourself, today, I will not allow suckouts to tilt me. I'm going to weather the inevitable storms because I know that they're coming. I'm going to weather them with composure and continue playing A-game poker today. Now, for myself, I suffer from a form of tilt that Jared Tendler in that book, uh, Mental Game of Poker, he calls entitlement tilt. It's when you feel entitled to win, like all of your time studying and playing. And for me, being a coach, right? Creating podcasts, writing books and everything. My dedication to the game means that I deserve to win more than anyone else, right? That's entitlement. When I don't win, I get angry And maybe I'm more likely to make bad choices. Not maybe. I am more likely to make bad choices when I get angry. So I tell myself in my warm-ups, you are not entitled to win. But if you play your A game and make better decisions than they do, you'll win in the long run. So focus on that. And that goes to the point earlier when I told you about my current goals, but I'm down almost five buy-ins. Like the goal... Ultimately, the goal, of course, is to win money in poker. But the actual thing that I can control is the decisions that I make and how much I play and how much I study. I know that as long as I keep uh, keep on keeping on with the studies and the play and making good decisions, those results will eventually come. So that's what I'm really focused on. Now, I want you to take action on this. Do a warm-up before your next three sessions. 
I recommend that you open your poker journal to the section where you listed the things that tilt you and make a plan for when they, when one of them, when they all occur. Now, those things might not occur this session, but you know they will eventually. So prepare yourself with a plan. All right, part three of the four-part plan to controlling tilt. You want to see tilting situations before they happen. So let's say you're holding jack nine pre-flop. You open raise, somebody calls you. The flop comes down, king, queen, 10 with two spades. You hold jack nine, so you flopped the nut straight, right? But look at that board. King of spades, queen of spades, 10 of diamonds. There's a flush draw out there. There are higher straights possible. Your opponent called you, he could have queen, 10, two pair, and then spike a queen or a 10 on the turn or river, right? So you recognize looking at this really wet board, even though you have a super strong straight, you know that this is a potentially tilting situation because your hand, it could easily cost you a ton of chips if another spade or a queen or a 10 hits the board, right? So this is what I want you to do. When this kind of thing happens, you see a potential tilting situation. Take a deep breath. (gasps) Remove your hand from your mouse and think through each decision. And, of course, because you did the warm-up, tell yourself again, I won't allow suckouts to tilt me today. When you remove your hand from your mouse, that prevents finger tilt, as Tommy Angelo calls it. This is when your emotions hijack your decision-making process, leading to costly and angry button clicks, right? You click raise, 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 all in, call, call, call. Because, hey, I got a straight. How can I give up on this hand, right? Now, I want you to take action with this idea in your very next session. Practice removing your hand from your mouse as you play today. If you need to, like whip out a fidget spinner or get a stress ball or one of those um, uh, forearm strengthening squeezy things, right? Or 20 clay chips and just start stacking chips, right? You want to give your mouse clicking hand something to do if you just, if you find it hard to remove it from the mouse. Now, only return your hand to your mouse and click a button when you've thought about your action and you're not reacting with emotion. Now, the final fourth part of the four-part plan to controlling tilt, it's post-tilt evaluation. So if you experience tilt in your session, I want you to open your poker journal and write about it. What tilted you? How did your tilt manifest itself? What can you do better next time to avoid tilting like that again? Now, I looked in my own poker journal, and here's my most recent post-tilt evaluation. Bob was on my direct left, and he three-bet me three hands in a row. I folded each time, but decided to fight back with ace-jack the fourth time. I four-bet, and he called with position. The flop came ace-jack-10. I C-bet, and he raised. I immediately three-bet shoved, and I didn't remove my 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 (laughs) my hand from the mouse before I did it. And he snap called with pocket aces for the flopped top set. So I lost my full 125 big blind stack. Next time, I'll avoid loose aggressive three betters on my direct left. When I get three bet twice, I'll assess the player and decide whether to switch tables, maybe narrow my open raising range, or increase my bet size, or just fight back even sooner. Like, why wait too long to fight back? I'll also remove my hand from my mouse when I face raises so that I can calmly assess their raising range. So you can see with that evaluation right there, I gave myself some active steps that I can take to help me avoid tilting in this exact same situation in the future. 
So I want you, once again, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash tilt control and write down, you know, use your poker journal, take notes, write this four-part plan and go with it this week. And I want to wish you luck on controlling your emotions and avoiding tilt. But I don't want to end the podcast here because I think there's two sides to this tilt avoidance better play coin, right? The first side, of course, is avoiding tilt and doing the four-part plan right here. The second part of this or the the second side to this coin is um, evaluating when you play your best poker and striving to do that every single time. So that fourth part I just covered was post-tilt evaluation. Let's do something different. Let's do a post-A game evaluation. So the next time you play lights out poker, you're making awesome decisions, you're color coding everyone at the table, you're playing the player, you're using their stats, you're choosing the perfect bet sizing, you're bluffing, you're value betting, you're winning like mad, and you're feeling great, you're in the zone. The next time that happens, evaluate that session afterwards. What was your day like leading up to the session that you played? How much sleep did you get the night before? Did you have a great day at work? Did you have an awesome dinner with the family before you started playing? Did you just get back from the movie theater after watching Spider-Man No Way Home? You loved it so much, you decided to play some poker, and you took that great feeling with you into your session? So on top of avoiding tilt and controlling that anger, I want you to have one more action step to take. And it's exactly what I said. The next time you experience a great, a killer, a wonderful, an A-game session, that's when I want you to evaluate it, figure out what, what led to that situation, and see if you can't replicate it and duplicate it and live it for the rest of your poker journey. And a quick shout out, I've got to thank these wonderful poker peeps who play on anonymous poker sites. Uh, For example, Ignition Poker, Bovada, Bodog, all that kind of stuff. But these people purchased my anonymous poker exploits course. So I have to thank Cindy Wilson, Mark Fleming, Graham Richardson, Kringu, Jerry, Linus, Mike Paquette, Bajus, King, Art, Stellar, and Chris Paz. Thank you very, uh, thank you so very much for picking up the course. They all got this course by going to smartpokerstudy.com/slash/anonymous-course. It's a seven-day, nine-video course for exploiting anonymous and unknown players with the very little information that you have. Of course, because it's an anonymous site, as every time you sit down, you don't know any, you don't have any history, don't have any stats on any of the players. They have random names, so you can't even follow names, right? You just learn or. Your, your only experience is what you play in the session with them. And the seven-day course is going to teach you how to quickly understand and exploit all of your anonymous opponents. And for you live players, this is a great course as well because when you sit down at a live table, you don't have a HUD on them, right? You don't have a hand history. You might know in general how Bob plays. But if, if you've played with Bob and Susie before, they're at your table. There's six other people there you don't know. This course is going to help you understand them and exploit them. So if you want to get this for yourself, just like these lovely poker peeps did, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash anonymous course. (music) 
Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. And I didn't give you any action steps at the end, but I gave you five action steps throughout the podcast. So please, this week, do those things to control that anger and to hopefully repeat those A-game sessions. Make sure you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash tilt control for basically a transcript of today's episode. And hey, we're still in January, the first month of the year. There's still plenty of time to get 2022 started on the right path for yourself. Go to thepokerforge.com and become a member today. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training site where I combine strategy, action steps, quizzes, and play demonstrations like no other with nine masterclass courses. Tons of quizzes, hundreds of videos. You're going to absolutely love it. Go to thepokerforge.com right now. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.